0: Welcome to Encounter, and welcome to our series that we're kicking off, This Is Us. My name is Bill Reeser. I'm the pastor of Encounter. I want to welcome everyone online. I want to welcome those in the Father's house at the sanctuary. I hope you all had a great, great Thanksgiving week, and I want to thank Jen Lord for doing a fantastic job last week for filling in for me, talking about good grief, and what a timely message, and I'm just so grateful for that. And last, what... Last week, uh, we actually, me and Carolyn, spent uh, a week uh, in New York for Thanksgiving, looking at the sights, the sounds, and, and the craziness. We did have a great trip, although I did catch the flu on Thanksgiving Day, and that, and that was sort of a bummer. But many of you guys have heard me joke around, saying that every trip to see my family in New York gives me new preaching material. <laughs> it always does. And th- this Thanksgiving was no different. There was drama and only drama that a New York City Italian family can have at a holiday dinner. And one of my conversations with a dear cousin, talking about our family dysfunction, I asked her if she watches the show, this is us. Of course she said. She loves the show. Everybody's watching the show. I told her, our family is like, this is us, New York Italian style. You know. And so, fact is, your family is as dysfunctional as mine. We all come from some type of dysfunction, don't we? And there, but there's something in, in, in a lot of us, not all of us, that's attracted to the drama. Now my wife will tell you, she goes, I don't do drama. She's one of the few people I know, she goes, I just don't do drama. But for many of us, we are attracted to the drama. And the popular television series, This Is Us, I don't know if you, any, any, you guys, are you guys with me, you guys watch this show? Yeah, this is all about relationships and how those relationships intertwine and affect each other's lives, both in positive and negative ways. Each episode is about how something or someone in the character's past lives that still impacts their present lives. And the show, you know, my wife could dupe me into a lot of things. This is one of the things she duped me into, okay, is watching this stupid show, okay. (laughs) This show has a unique way of pulling you into their story. You watch This Is Us and you'll get emotionally invested. It'll make you cry, it'll make you smile, it'll make you throw things at the television. And some of their actions are fairly predictable because This Is Us is very much like us. And one thing is for sure. Every single person on that show is is emotionally and relationally damaged. Everyone is part of the dysfunction. It's no wonder that 12 million viewers a week tune in to watch this dysfunction. Why? Because most of us identify with the dysfunction. We see ourselves in their stories. We see our pain in their stories. We see our loss. We see our grief. We see our strongholds, our addictions in their stories. We see our mistakes in their mistakes. And you know what it's called? It's called life. And the problem with us keeping the focus on our dysfunction, on this is us, is that we could easily miss what Christmas is all about. We really could. We could miss why Jesus came in the first place. We could miss the real reason why we celebrate the birth of a Savior. Because so I want to tell you today that the antidote for this is us is found in Isaiah 9:6, And we're going to build a four-week series around Isaiah 9:6. The antidote to this is us is found for a child is born to us. That's the antidote to this is us, for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So welcome to Encounter's first Christmas series called This Is Us. Yeah, we're going to say, yeah, amen. Amen. We're going to learn how not to miss and experience the wonderful counselor, which we're going to talk about tonight. Next week, we're going to talk about the mighty God, how you can't go a single moment in this Christmas season without the power of God in your life. Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. We're going to talk about all those during this Christmas series. Now, those are four titles that can change your life and put Christmas into proper perspective. And while Jesus rightfully has numerous other titles associated with his name. We're going to talk about a few later. These four titles are part of the prophecy that Isaiah, that in Isaiah that told of the coming of Jesus. It told who he was, told what he was capable of, and what he can be in your life if you accept him as your Lord and Savior. It told of the abundant life that he died for. It told of having a better life than the this is us life that most of us live. And may I suggest to you that life is not always up to chance. Life is often about choices and consequences. Not just your choices and consequences, but a lot of times the choices and consequences of other people as well. Life can no doubt be hard to navigate. It can be really, really hard. But there's always a hope of a better life. That's why we're here even a great life, even the abundant life, the blessed life. And that can happen when we own our mistakes, stop trying to run our lives on our own without the help of a loving God, submit and surrender to him in everything that we do, and just make Jesus the Lord and leader of our lives. If we don't, life will grab us by the mind, the heart, the soul, the body, and take us for a wild ride, a this kind of wild ride. See, Jesus came to give us the right of our lives, the thrill of a lifetime, and the abundant life that only Jesus Christ can offer. Jesus put it this way in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come, which is why we celebrate Christmas, that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus is saying this, you can have your life stolen and destroyed. Or you can embrace why I came and respond to the gift given to us and have the life of a lifetime. Unfortunately for many of us, life has us, doesn't it? Oh, yes, we can identify with the dysfunction of this is us characters because we've experienced everything that they've experienced. Oh, it may not be exactly the same, but when our buttons get pushed and we become emotionally invested in a story, that hits way too close to home, doesn't it? All because we don't have a hold on this thing called life, but life has a hold on us. But I don't want you to get discouraged tonight because the Bible's full of dysfunction. One of the reasons why it encourages me. It's full of dysfunction. It started with, you, it started with your, your old family members, Adam and Eve. Because of Eve's disobedience to God and Adam's passive actions to follow her example, They found themselves uncovered, vulnerable, and in the first This Is Us episode of dysfunction. They lived in paradise and walked with God, yet Eve gave in to the temptation of the devil. The one tree she was told not to eat of was the one thing she couldn't keep away from when she was tempted. All all the devil had to do was put put that fruit right in front of her so you could be just like God, and it won't kill you. Her greed... Ambition seemed to get the best of her. She ate, and of course she invited her husband to do the same. So if you're looking for the original root issue of our brokenness, it starts in Genesis with the first two people that God created. Their actions still have consequences on all of us today. Their world wasn't broken, but their actions of disobedience to God broke it. Consequently, we're also broken because we live in a world, we were born into a world full of sin and disobedience. And the Christmas season often reminds us of just how broken we really are. It has a way of catching up to us, our brokenness, right? Our hurts can be magnified. Our emotions can be intensified. Our fears and insecurities can be dramatized. At a time when families are supposed to be together and be happy, many of our families are anything but some of you are going to be spending Christmas apart from a family member for the first time. Yet, isn't it ironic that the entire celebration of Christmas is supposed to be about God's remedy for our brokenness? And after the This Is Us episode of Adam and Eve, the world just snowballed. But God stepped in like He always does. He sent His Son Jesus, the Savior of the world. He came as a baby. And died on a cross as the only sacrifice of the sins of the world. Christmas is supposed to be about celebrating the birth of the Savior of the world. That's what Christmas is supposed to be. Christmas is not just about giving and getting presents. That's wonderful. It's about the giver of the gift. The one who is called Wonderful Counselor. Yet many of us shortchange our lives by failing to understand God's gift to us that it is so, so remarkable. <coughs> Excuse me. And when you think about Christmas, I don't know about you, but I have so many memories that come to mind, so many memories that come flooding back. We grew up without a lot of things, and my mom always made sure that we always had a great, great Christmas. We always got that real tree and decorated the house. And Christmas always stirs up some powerful memories within my heart. It really does. I was just looking at a Facebook post of my daughter today, and she had my little grandson, Carson, four and a half years old, call Santa. And she videoed and Santa said, have you been a good boy? She says, oh, yeah. She says, what do you want for Christmas? A car. He wanted a car. And so that that was just like the most awesome thing to me. So he's already off to a good start. He's not going to get a real car, but he'll get some type of car. But Christmas, like you, you probably have a lot of memories about Christmas. And though we may be tempted to focus solely on the this-is-us difficulties we faced, relationships lost, or things we should have accomplished, I've discovered in my life how important it is to think about all the blessings that I have during Christmas time. Because if I don't, I could sink really, really fast. That's why a lot of us, you know, I could go back as as far as four years old and remember my first Christmas. Look at all those beautiful presents under the tree. Now it was one that I had to open them up while everyone was asleep before before Christmas Eve. And I and I tried to wrap them back as if nobody noticed. Well, that's just me. But there was so much joy under all those presents and the trees and everything. And just like so many kids. They would admire the packages and but most of the time we would forget what was underneath that tree. And it's just like we forget the greatest gift given to us, Jesus Christ. That's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. We forget what the greatest gift that has ever been given to us really means in our lives. They overlook it, choosing instead to dwell on the challenges that they face. That's why some find Christmas to be the most difficult and miserable time of the year. (coughs) The absence of loved ones, loneliness, financial pressures, Unaccomplished dreams and unmet expectations understandably crush our spirits during a season when every day we should be rejoicing. But Rather than keeping our eyes on the one who has given us all things, we focus on our pain and disappointments and especially what we don't have instead of what we do have. And Perhaps you have moments when the stress, when the burdens and the emotions that you've felt have overwhelmed you, especially during Christmas. I want you to know something tonight. The enemy wants to steal your joy and your happiness this Christmas. And he'll do anything to do so. And he does so by making the season about everything except the birth of Jesus and the reason he came to planet Earth. Instead, I want to encourage you by recalling and reminding you what God provided for us on that wonderful night when he came to dwell among us to change human history. See, it's only when we focus and keep our eyes on him that we can truly enjoy the inspiring blessings of Christmas each and every day. See, I believe if we truly understand the gift we were given on that momentous evening, when Jesus was born, that we'll always have that hope that we need to sustain us, especially in those difficult times. See, if you knew what a wonderful counselor really means, it would change your perspective on Christmas. If you experience what that really means, Christmas for you will always be the most wonderful time of the year and when we miss Christmas and we make it all about us by focusing on the dysfunction that this is us produces then it will be for you the most miserable time of the year now the word wonderful in this passage literally means incomprehensible it's a word so amazing so powerful it's incomprehensible The Messiah will cause us to be full of wonder. And you know, we we use this word wonderful. Oh, the Dodgers played a wonderful game last night. Oh, I just went out to dinner. It was just a wonderful dinner hanging out with Joe and Nancy. And you know, but we we think about in the scripture in Isaiah where it says, he shall be called wonderful. Counselor. It's a name, it's a name that wonderful. It, you just, it's, it's incomprehensible. It really is. The word is much weightier than the way it's used in normal conversation today. Jesus is wonderful in a way that is boggling to the mind. The same word for wonderful is used in Judges 13, 18, when Manoah, Samson's father, asked the Lord what his name was. And the angel of the Lord responded, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? This is amazing. In other words, why do you ask my name since it's beyond your understanding? See, Jesus demonstrated his wonderfulness in various ways when he was on earth, beginning with his conception in the womb of a virgin. That was wonderful and beyond our understanding. He healed the sick, casted out demons. He destroyed the works of the devil. That was wonderful and beyond our understanding. He lived a perfect life. That was wonderful. That's way beyond our understanding. He taught many wonderful things that were counterintuitive and countercultural to today's society. That are wonderful. And way beyond our understanding. He accomplished everything he set out to do. He overcame sin and death to restore fellowship with us so we could be part of God's family forever. And such a wonderful demonstration that is beyond our understanding. Now the second part of the Messiah's title is the word counselor. In ancient Israel, a counselor was portrayed as a wise king. Isaiah uses this word again in 28, 29 to describe the Lord. He said, this also comes from the Lord of hosts. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. John put it this way in 225. No one needed to tell him what mankind is really like. I love that passage. The wonderful wise counselor knows everything about everyone he has ever created. No human can counsel you like the wonderful counselor. Have you been counseled by the wonderful counselor? I have. It's changed my life. Now don't take what I'm about to say the wrong way. Because I, I believe in biblical counseling. I believe that it's necessary. When I gave my life to Christ 20 years ago, and our marriage was a mess. I mean, it was a mess with all the damage I'd done to it. But I knew that, I knew that the day I gave my life to Christ, that I wasn't going back. It was no, and I knew that God was going to heal our marriage. God was gonna, that God was going to heal our family. And we were in counseling. And after about the second counseling session, I just got up, took Carolyn by the hand, and said, we're done. We don't need any more counseling. God's, we're not, I'm not turning back on God, and, and I'm, we're going all in. God's going to heal this thing. And he did. And he did. And God changed everything because, because I decided to get counseled by the wonderful counselor. He not only knows everything about what we're going through, He understands and he cares. He also knows the best pathway for our lives. Psalm 32.8 says this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. That's why he's called the Wonderful Counselor. And as we delve into what this gift is about, there are three important aspects that reveal how truly wonderful this gift is. Things that when we meditate on them, they can unlock the joy that only God can offer during this special, special Christmas season that I want each and every one of you to have. Number one, our gift was from the Father. In the Bible's most familiar verse, one of them, Jesus teaches us in John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Our gift was from the Father. As well known as that scripture is, consider its meaning in light of that historic Bethlehem night. We received a gift from the Father, the creator, the sustainer of all things. Now some presents you receive are important because of the people who gave them to you. Maybe the provider was a loved one or someone in a position of respect. Maybe it was a a raise you got, a, a bonus. And you were thankful that they thought of you picked out something special, and made sacrifices so that you would be happy. There is no higher, more wonderful gift we can receive than the one he has given us because there's no one above him. It's the greatest gift we'll ever, ever receive. He gives us a free gift that nobody else can give, and it's what you need most, forgiveness for your sins. In fact, his is the only offering of salvation that is absolutely acceptable, perfect, priceless, and everlasting. Second, our gift was motivated by God's awesome, unconditional love for us. Our gift was motivated by God's awesome, unconditional love for us. Romans 5.8 says, God demonstrated his own love toward us. In this way, while we were still yet sinners... Christ died for us. Christ died for us. See, the Lord didn't want you to remain unforgiven in your transgressions and eternally separated from him. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, a living sacrifice for your sins. And that's why we celebrate the baby in the manger at Bethlehem. It's not about the pageants. It's not about the parties, presents, or even other people. Christmas is God's gift Of love to you, for you, unto us, a child is born, for us, for you. When was the last time you just took a moment and you stopped and you thought about the depth of affection he showed you by coming as a baby for you and how much he had a sacrifice? and how much pain he had to endure for you because he loved you, and he still loves you. And although Jesus is the Son of God, he willingly emptied himself by coming to earth, humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, all because of his love for you. That's how much he loves you, this much. So if you've been looking for love this Christmas, a love that never ends, accepts you for who you are, brings out the very best of you, and perseveres regardless and helps you persevere regardless of the storms in your life, then realize you already have that gift through Jesus Christ. It's inside of you. It lives inside of you. You don't have to wonder if you're going to get that gift this year. You can go home with the greatest present ever the presence of Jesus Christ living inside of you through his Holy Spirit. The great I am, the God of all creation, the one to which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord, loves you personally. Personally. He's always thinking of you. You're never apart from his mind. He understands you inside out. And he longs to lead you down the best path possible. And when he does, and he does this every day for us, he holds nothing back. He gives himself to you wholeheartedly so your joy may be absolutely complete. And this brings us to the third and most important reason you should focus on God's gift to you this Christmas rather than the surroundings of the season. Three. Our gift is priceless, not because of what we have been given, but whom we have been given. Our gift is priceless, not because of what we have been given, but whom we have been given. The Father has given us no less than the one far above all rule and authority. All dominion, all power, and every name that is above every name, his own son, Jesus Christ. And as Romans 8.32 reminds us, he who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Therefore, to help you keep your mind on this Savior, Jesus Christ, this Christmas time, this Christmas season, it might be helpful to remember some of his other titles that you hardly hear for the rest of the year but I just want to remind you of a few of them. One is Emmanuel. See, the Hebrew name for Jesus is God is with us, Emmanuel. That's what Emmanuel means. The indescribably awesome, infinite Lord of all that exists took on the form like ours and dwelt among us. And through his Holy Spirit, he's with us in every circumstance, in every encounter. Therefore, you are never alone. You are never alone, especially during Christmas. And re- regardless of where we are, what we experience, we are assured of his wonderful, powerful, loving presence. Next, he's the light of the world. Although you and I may experience difficulties in dark moments, Jesus always lights away for us. He assures us that if we faithfully walk with him, we'll never remain in darkness. And he loves to illuminate our path and lead us to the answers we all need for all of our concerns in any situation, anywhere, anytime. No matter how painful, no matter how broken, no matter how screwed up our lives are, he will light away. He always does. Next, he's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the sovereign ruler over all that exists. No problem is too too large or daunting for him and we can always trust that he'll act in our best interest with love, grace, and wisdom, and power. Therefore, he's our perfect leader who always guides us on the path to victory. Next, he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He's our deliverer, redeemer, and savior who does what we can't do for ourselves. He reconciles us to the Father. He breaks the hold that sin and death have over our lives. And because he has defeated these greatest foes in our lives, we can be certain that nothing will ever, that we ever experience will, will hinder his perfect presence and provision in our lives. God wants to do so much for you this Christmas if you'll let him. And of course, there's so much more that accompanies the great gift. And so many more titles that it would take an eternity to understand and appreciate them all. That's why we're doing a four-week series. There's also the Holy Spirit who seals you for the day of redemption and guarantees that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He lives inside of you. Of course, there's God's plan for your life, plans that he has for you, plans not to harm you, but to give you a hope this Christmas season, to give you a future a great plan. And that just scratches the surface. Of course he has sealed your an eternal home in heaven forever and ever. And there's so much more that I can talk about and we will over the next 3 weeks. But here's the question I have for you. This Christmas, will you remember? Will you meditate? Will you pray? Will you think? Will you take some time? Will you get alone with God and reflect And think about and remember this awesome gift that was given to you, the baby Jesus. Now, throughout my life, personally, there have been times when disappointments and trials have taken the joy right out of Christmas. The this-is-us mindset and reality got the best of me. Instead of being filled with joy, I was empty. And when I watched this stupid show... This uh, this is us, drama of dysfunction. You know what word comes to me as I look at each and every one of these characters? They're empty. They're they're searching. They're empty. They're all empty, and they're all searching. They don't have answers, although they're desperately seeking it, aren't they? There's some moments of hope, but they're still empty. Because they can never connect the dots of their pain and emptiness because Jesus is the only one that can do that for them. And the more they focus on themselves, the more empty they become, don't they? It's a bad spiral. I was about on the edge of my seat last week. A pastor and storyteller, Robert J. Morgan, once wrote, Most people don't understand Christmas. They never think beyond the babe in a manger. But Christmas is about emptiness. It really is. An empty throne, an empty manger, an empty cross, an empty tomb, all of which fill our empty hearts. It's a circuit. When Jesus traveled from heaven to earth, he used a round-trip ticket which stops along the way. He left the throne for the manger, the manger for the cross, the cross for the tomb, and the tomb for the throne. He left blessings behind at every single step. He emptied himself so that we might be filled. That's the true story of Christmas. And the question is, are you filled this Christmas? That means that Jesus came into world, came into this world with the cross in mind, with you in mind. And since God cannot die, the second person of the Trinity entered into the human race through the virgin womb of Mary, taking on flesh and becoming a man. He did this to offer himself as a sacrifice for our sins. He was born to die, and he died to rise again. And because of his death, we can live forgiven. And because of his resurrection, we can live forever. That's why an empty Christmas is so fulfilling. And I want it to be that fulfilling for you this year. My prayer for you this Christmas is that you experience an empty Christmas. So that you may be filled by the wonderful counselor. And know that Emmanuel is always with you and you are never alone. And I pray that you empty yourself. And you let the babe who came for you fill you with the present and presence of his Holy Spirit. And I pray that you wouldn't miss the wonder and the real reason why we celebrate Christmas and that this Christmas will be the best Christmas you'll ever have by emptying yourself so that you can experience the only one who can fill you to the top, to the full, with the abundant life full of joy being counseled by the wonderful Counselor, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for being our wonderful counselor. There's nothing magical about tonight's message other than you came for us. You're the greatest gift ever given to us. And you fill our empty lives, our lives of pain, dysfunction, hurt, disappointments, resentments, betrayals. And you fill them with forgiveness, peace, joy, power, love. And we're never the same. So Father, give us a different perspective this Christmas. Help us reflect on not what's going on around us, but what happened for us and to us over 2,000 years ago that you came into our mess, in a messy situation, just like our situation, to give us hope and to light our way so that the light of the world can change us forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen.